What's going on guys? Welcome back to the channel. This is Justin of The Critic. We've just finished up the weekend with the college football playoff semifinals. LSU, Oklahoma, Clemson, Ohio State. Wanted to jump on here, do a quick recap as well as talk about some of my thoughts and takeaways about these two semifinal games. Starting with the Oklahoma-LSU game. Uh, practically, if you listen to my prediction on this game, and I think the majority, the vast majority of college football fans who had been paying attention to the season, we kind of saw this as a foregone outcome. I don't know if people saw Joe Burrow going off for, you know, 400 yards and seven touchdowns in the first half, finishing the game with essentially eight touchdowns, adding a rushing touchdown, all this without Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who played a couple plays, a couple snaps. Uh, but essentially, they really didn't need him because they were up big at the half. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, there's not much to be said in this game that we didn't expect to see. Burrow went off. The offense continued to click and play at an elite level. They dropped 21 in the first quarter, 28 in the second quarter, and essentially put the game away in the first half. And really, if they wanted to, they probably could have scored 100 points in this game. Uh, more impressively, defense stepped up in a big way in the first half. Uh, really throughout the whole game, we saw Oklahoma score some garbage time touchdowns uh, late in this one, and they really just neutralized that Oklahoma offense and Jalen Hurts. Something I talked about in the buildup to this matchup is that with LSU's personnel, right, they're able to send pressure and match up man-to-man -man on the outsides with some of the corners that they have. And they're really able to shut down C.D. Lamb for most of the game. Um, and they made some, they created some really tight windows on defense for Jalen Hurts to throw into. And he really just struggled. Uh, even in multiple situations when LSU weren't sending extra defenders, they, they were able to get to Jalen Hurts and not only pressure him, get into his face, throw off his timing. But in multiple cases, they were able to bring him down. Um, and even when they weren't able to sack him or close out uh, Jalen Hurts on that play, they forced him into some arid throws, some throws uh, out of bounds, some in one interception in particular. Uh, I did expect him to throw a few more interceptions, but he played a lot smarter than I expected him to. He didn't really force as much up, um, but overall, dominant performance from LSU as we expected. In the second semifinal, we had Clemson taking on Ohio State. And really the game everyone had been looking forward to. I think at halftime of the LSU game, we were just like, man, when is this Clemson game going to get started? And in this game, phenomenal, phenomenal, um, you know, matchup and everything, literally everything we could ask for, uh, we saw in this football game, defense, offense, uh, crazy plays, right? Controversial calls. Uh, my final score in this certain prediction was Clemson winning 34 to 27. And to start this game off, Ohio State just jumped on them, man. Ohio State made a statement from the jump. We saw J.K. Dobbins and that offensive line break one uh, right in the first quarter for a 60-something yard touchdown. And coming into this matchup, the one thing I talked about as far as, you know, which team would have an advantage in which category, I did lean towards and I did talk about Ohio State, how I saw them having the advantage at the point of attack in the run blocking and in their run offense. And that's something that we saw on full display from the jump. Um, Ohio State, man, completely dominant in the first quarter. And then things obviously turned when we got into the second quarter. Some flags were thrown. We saw Sean Wade thrown out of the game for the targeting call. 
that's when we saw the big momentum swing in the game. Uh, obviously, Clemson was able to drive down the field, get their first touchdown, get some points on the board. Their defense came up big on the next drive against Ohio State, forcing them to punt. And then again, Clemson was able to score before the end of the second quarter to put the game at 16-14. to Now, if you watched last year's national championship game between Alabama and Clemson, this game was almost reminiscent, right? As from a defensive perspective for Clemson. Alabama was able to get what they wanted, those chunk plays between the 20s, but once they got into the red zone, that Clemson defense locked up and locked them down, just like they did Ohio State, forcing them to three field goals, three field goals in the red zone. That's ridiculous. If you flip those, turn those into six, seven, they could have been up 28 to nothing on this Clemson team, right? 28 to nothing, essentially, you're going to put that game away, kill any type of momentum. But with the score at 13 to 0, 16 to 0, it's still a two possession game. And so Clemson, they were able to keep hope. Their defense was able to keep them in the game with their phenomenal play in the red zone. And that continued in the second half. Obviously, their defense stepped up and weren't necessarily allowing those big type of chunk plays that we had seen from Ohio State in the first half. I think more importantly, one of the things that weren't, wasn't necessarily talked about by the mass media, the talking heads of ESPN and Fox, was Trevor Lawrence's ability as an athlete, right? That is something that I certainly talked about in the lead up to this matchup, his underrated athleticism and his ability to take a hit. And we saw both of those come to the surface in this matchup when it mattered most, right? He was putting his body on the line. I think he had like 16 carries for 100-something yards and that big-time touchdown. He's definitely not the most, uh, he doesn't have the best agility, right? Or his lateral movement isn't the greatest. But once he gets into the open and he can go in a straight line, he's tough to catch. And we saw that, right, as he broke away. And those DBs and linebackers just couldn't catch up to him. And he was able to score a 50-60 yard scamper. With that said, this Ohio State defense played a phenomenal game in pretty much neutralizing Lawrence for most of the game as far as his ability to throw the ball downfield. Obviously, we saw Higgins go out for the first half and then came back in the second half. Justin Ross was hurt in the second half. Really, both teams sustained some injuries to some impactful players. Justin Fields wasn't 100%, J.K. Dobbins. And so continuing you know, to talk about Lawrence, I think it wasn't necessarily the secondary of Ohio State that shut him down. It was more so Ohio State's ability to get pressure on him, right? I was personally surprised by Clemson's O-line and their inability to really give him a fair amount of time in the pocket. I understand Ohio State has Chase Young, but really, like I talked about in the buildup, we've seen other teams neutralize Chase Young. Wisconsin, Michigan, when they started doubling him, chipping him. And now, while Chase Young was a factor, he wasn't necessarily a factor on the, st on the stat chart, right? It was more so the guys around him who were stepping up and making plays and getting to the quarterback, getting in his face, disrupting his timing. All of that combined with the phenomenal play calling of the defensive coordinator. Just drawing up some exotic blitzes, some different looks, sending in guys that you know, look like they're about to drop back in coverage, but they come. He's sending delayed blitzes, all kinds of things that this defensive coordinator was throwing at Trevor Lawrence. It was confusing him. It was throwing off his timing. It was confusing the offensive linemen, which were missing assignments. And just overall, phenomenal job from the Ohio State defense. Really couldn't ask for more from them. Um, and then obviously late in the game, we saw a phenomenal play call from the Clemson 
uh, offensive coordinator where they had Trevor Lawrence fake the draw, fake the QB draw, step back and hit ETN over the middle, and he was able to go for the game-winning touchdown on that one. Now, even after all that had happened, the controversial calls, right, the catch, fumble, touchdown, reversal, um, which I do think was the correct call based on how the ESPN expert rules analysis had explained the rule. Um, but from my own perspective, right, just as a person who's watched football for a very long time, it did look like a catch, it looked like a fumble, and it looked like a touchdown. Now, even after that reversal, right, Ohio State was able to take the lead 23-21, to 21, and then we saw Clemson take the lead 29-23. to 23. After all that had happened, Ohio State was still able to get the ball back, drive the length of the field, and put themselves in a position to win the game where we saw the Clemson red zone defense step up again. And I cannot stress it enough because it's it's really one of their staples and has been in this college football playoff era. Their red zone defense has been phenomenal, especially within these past two years, uh, past two to three year span. And they were able to come up big in this one again and close out the game to win Clemson 29, Ohio State 23. Now, all I'll say about the referees is that, yes, they may have made a mistake on the reversal, right? The catch, fumble, touchdown. Um, but based on how the rule was explained by the ESPN experts analysis dude, um, it sounded like he made the correct call. With that said, I think the game was lost more because Ohio State left opportunities on the field than it was because of the referee reversal on that call. Uh, with that being said, this was definitely one of the best matchups and the best games we could ask for in the college football playoff semifinals uh, with a phenomenal matchup in nearly every category. These teams were identical, um, but obviously Clemson is moving on. Ohio State, they'll be back in the conversation next year. Um, but now we get to see Clemson versus LSU in the college football playoff final for the national championship. I'll be putting out my prediction for the national championship game here in a few days. Um, and if you guys want to listen to that one, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. If you're listening on the podcast, star the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, whatever it is. Um, but I appreciate all the support. If you guys have any opinions, comments, drop them in the comment section. Hit me up on social media. All those links are in the description. Um, with that, hope you guys have a great rest of your day, evening, or night. This is Justin of The Critic signing off. Peace.